Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. In the beginning stages, babies need to hold the spoon and they need to be able to play with the spoon and they need to be able to have opportunities to mouth the spoon and bang the spoon. Those are the four steps to actually starting to use the spoon. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Baby-Led Weaning Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Katie Ferraro, and today I have a very special guest with me, a dear friend and fellow infant feeding specialist, Dawn Winkleman, is joining me today to talk about how to preload a baby led weaning spoon. She's going to show you, she's not going to show you, she's going to explain to you because it's a podcast, her self-feeding technique and how you can incorporate spoons with baby led weaning. Now, if this is all news to you and you're like, what baby led weaning with spoons? I thought it was all about skipping the purees. Go back to the episode that Dawn and I did together. It was a bonus episode where she explained all about how you can incorporate purees with baby led weaning. And she explains this concept of the preloaded spoon as a way to promote independent feeding from the time your baby's six months of age, but also incorporate naturally pureed foods. We talked about full fat, whole milk, yogurt, and unsweetened applesauce and oatmeal. How do we feed these foods? Well, the baby can feed themselves. Dawn's episode, if you go to blwpodcast.com and type in Dawn, you will bring up all of her guest episodes. But today what we're going to focus on is more about the actual technique of how to do the preloaded spoon, starting from the time your baby is six months of age. And it changes and transitions a little bit as your baby becomes more proficient with self-feeding by spoon. And Dawn is the perfect person to have on to talk about promoting self-feeding by spoon because she designed the only baby led weaning spoon on the market. That's the tiny spoon from Easy Peasy. So she's going to give us a little bit of insight as to how she came to develop that spoon. That's for babies six to 12 months of age. And then she's going to share with us a little bit about the newer line, the mini line of utensils for babies 12 months and up, which she also designed. So she's not only a feeding therapist and specialist in baby led weaning and pediatric swallowing, but she's also an award-winning product designer. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy her insight into the background and the rationale and then the different features of the tiny spoon. If you're interested in checking out any of the easy peasy products that Dawn helped design and mentions in today's episode, go online to easypeasyfun.com. She's the feeding expert for Easy Peasy. And I know many of you use their silicone suction mats and bowls 
as well as their utensils now and their open cups. Dawn designed almost all of those. And again, the website's easypeasyfun.com. If you use the code KD10, you can get 10% off your purchase. But now with no further ado, I'd love to bring on Dawn Winkleman talking all about how to preload a baby led weaning spoon, showing you her self-feeding technique. Well, hi, Dawn. Welcome back. It is great to have you on the podcast again. Today, we're getting a little specific. I was hoping you could share with our audience to teach them a little about your preloaded spoon method. This is a technique to help your baby learn how to self-feed. And I think it's like news to a lot of parents that a baby can learn how to use a spoon at six months of age. So do you want to talk a little bit about the technique in general? Sure. So what I like to do is teach parents a few steps to be able to allow babies to feed themselves using a baby-led spoon. So what that means is that instead of using a long-handled spoon that we actually fill up the food and shove into baby's mouths, we're actually having a short-handled spoon um, that allows babies to be able to feed themselves independently. But of course, we have to preload that spoon because babies find motor skills and their hand-to-mouth coordination hasn't been developed yet. So the first thing that we need to do, I have a three-step approach for this, is that we are going to allow babies to kind of gnaw on the spoon. So I like to say, give babies a dry spoon with nothing on it to kind of practice with in order for babies to kind of mouth it, put it in their mouth, play around with it, and just kind of get comfortable with the spoon. So that's the first step. The second step to preloading the spoon is to guide. So we're going to guide the spoon. We're going to fill that up with a puree, for example, and we're going to put the spoon into baby's hand And then we're going to guide the spoon to the mouth. Now, how we guide the spoon is very, very important. So a lot of feeding therapists will say that to use a hand-over-hand approach. So that means you're kind of placing your hand over the baby's hand and kind of forcing them to bring it to their mouth. I like to use a hand-under-hand approach. And that is basically gently guiding that spoon instead of actually forcing or feeling like you're in control. Again, the fundamentals of baby-led weaning is to allow baby to have control. If you put your hand over hand approach, then you're kind of in control. So a hand under hand approach, it kind of helps. It's a little bit more gentler and it's a nice way to guide the spoon to the mouth at first. And then step three is you're going to give the spoon by placing it onto the side of the bowl or mat. So you're going to fill up that spoon. You're going to place it So that all baby has to do is just grab the handle and put it into their mouth. And we want to set them up for success. So we want to actually, you know, put the food on the spoon bowl, place it at an angle for them to be able to grab that really easily. And those are the three steps to being able to um, use a preloaded spoon to help with baby led weaning. Okay. So I know some parents freak out when they're starting baby led weaning, especially if their baby's not immediately getting the hang in the spoon and they may be trying to eat some of the soft purees food with their hands when we want them to use the spoon. So I know that your answer, because I work with you a lot, you're going to say, well, that's developmentally appropriate or typical, but could you take us through how a baby actually learns to use a spoon from a developmental standpoint? Sure. So in the beginning stages, babies need to hold the spoon and they need to be able to play with the spoon and they need to be able to have opportunities to mouth the spoon and bang the spoon. Those are the four steps to actually the precursors to actually starting to use the spoon. So when we're talking about holding the spoon, that's just giving baby a chance to actually manipulate that and really feel this new object. 
babies are supposed to start to bring objects like a spoon to their mouth between four and six months of age. And so we want to allow them to be able to hold that spoon and have those opportunities. Then secondly, we want them to be able to play with it. And playing with it might mean, you know, throwing it, dropping it, sticking it, you know, in their ear and, you know, being able to kind of play with it and have that opportunity to play with it. And then mouthing it. Now they're mouthing it. They might be mouthing the wrong side of the spoon. They may be, you know, suckling on the, on the handle instead of actually on the spoon bowl, but they are, should be allowed to have that opportunity to be able to mouth the spoon. And then finally banging the spoon. So they're going to bang it onto their high chair tray and it's kind of annoying, but it's really important for babies to actually work on those fine motor skills in order to help manipulate the spoon to actually be successful and go into their mouth. So those are the beginning stages. And then the next stage is introducing dipping. And that is around nine months of age, babies are going to start to be able to dip the spoon. So you want to have a spoon that baby can actually put into a puree, for example, and be able to bring that to their mouth. So it's just kind of dipping in and dipping out. Now I'm looking for that skill to kind of be occurring at nine months of age, but I've seen six-month-old babies master their skill if they have all of these opportunities to try it. And then lastly is introduced scooping. And that can happen anywhere between 11 and 18 months of age. But again, I've seen babies as young as eight months of age being able to um, scoop. So we want them to be able to have those opportunities to mouth and play with the spoon and then learn to dip the spoon and then learn to scoop the spoon. So again, it's a developmental process. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. I remember when I was starting baby led weaning with my sixth and seventh kids, Gus and Hannah, who are twins, and I was talking to you a lot about the spoon feeding stuff. I was frustrated because there wasn't a spoon out there that fit so many of the different specs that you're mentioning to help promote safe self-feeding from the baby's first bites. Like, remember I was using some of those foods like with the really long handle. My daughter's like basically gagging herself on it. And then there was one with the bowl was too fat. Then there was another one where there was one product for dipping and then you had to buy a different spoon to learn how to scoop. And it kind of was good timing because at that very time when they were just starting solid foods, you developed a spoon for baby lead weaning called the tiny spoon for easy peasy. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about why you developed your baby lead weaning spoon, which is called the tiny spoon. Yes, I designed it because of exactly what you said, Katie. There just wasn't anything out there that I could really consistently promote. And it's because the spoons that were out there were not baby led. So that's, again, going against 
the fundamentals of baby led weaning, allowing babies to actually make their developmental milestones and have control of the food and utensils in their lives. So the difference between the spoon that I developed, the tiny spoon for easy peasy and what's out there is let's start with the handle. Um, Most spoons have long handles and that is not for babies to feed themselves as for parents to do that. And we want to have a baby led approach, which allows babies to actually put the utensil in their mouth. So I designed the tiny spoon to have a short, fat, round handle that makes it very easy for their motor skills to be able to hold onto the spoon themselves and be able to feed themselves. That's the first thing that's different. The second thing is the spoon bowl. So the very beginning of the spoon, the front of the spoon is a bowl, and that's what we call it in the feeding world, the spoon bowl. And most spoon bowls are very large, which fill up the mouth of the baby because we know that babies have tiny mouths, but we make these products that are just so huge and it can cause choking. And so I wanted to have a spoon bowl that is flat, but also allows for oral development. So the spoon bowl that I designed is narrow, just like baby's mouth. And we want the tongue to actually cup around the spoon and be able to help take that food off. So if you have a spoon bowl that's really large or that's really deep, then babies have to suckle and they can easily choke on that. So I designed a spoon that has a flat bowl that is small enough for babies to actually bring the tongue up to the roof of their mouth. And so it's really important for babies from a safety standpoint to have that process. The next thing is that I had designed um, some sensory bumps to be on the back of the spoon. And the reason why that is, is that some of the families that I worked with were using these spoons to actually have a guard on the spoon. So it prevents babies to actually put the spoon into their mouth and start to work on what's called grating. It's really important for babies to learn how to put a spoon into their mouth. And maybe the first couple of times of every single meal, the babies will actually put the spoon too far back and elicit their own gag reflex. And we want babies to actually learn how to grade that spoon into their mouth. So what I did is I designed these sensory bumps on the back part of the spoon bowl to actually give baby some sensory input to actually know, okay, that's a little too far or that's the farthest I want to go. As compared to other spoons have a stoppage, a guard on there. And so babies never learn how to be able to grade themselves. So when they move on to other foods that they can grab onto with their little fists, they shove it too far back and elicit a gag and can actually choke because they're not having that practice with a safe utensil. So I made sure that there were sensory bumps on the spoon instead of having a guard to be able to help facilitate that. And then lastly, is I have sensory bumps on the handle of the spoon to be able to allow extra grip for babies to hold onto it as you know mealtimes get a little messy and also to be able to give them some more sensory input of how they need to kind of hold on to that handle. So those are some of the differences. And then lastly, um, it's made out of 100% food grade silicone. So again, there's no plastic, there's no metal, there's nothing hard that's actually going to hurt babies um, developing gum line and possibly their teeth that are emerging. So it's really easy for them to be able to continue to feed themselves and do it safely. And the features of your spoon are really unique. It is the first baby led weaning spoon on the market. Of course, everyone will start knocking it off and copying it, but I do want to mention that the sensory bumps are, have been so effective. I've watched my two youngest learn first with the tiny spoon 
And those sensory bumps, it just kind of teaches them like, hey, the handle's coming up. It's time to stop. You really watch them getting the hang of it. And I do love that it's 100% food grade silicone because so many of the products out there that are spoons, not only are the bowls too fat and the handles too long, but then the metal, which the baby's grating their teeth against, or the plastic, which the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that we avoid the use of additives in products that we're using to feed our baby. And that includes plastic. So yours is 100% food grade silicone, not to mention developmentally appropriate. And the spoon she's describing, you guys, it's called the tiny spoon. Um, They have a great visual of all of the features of the tiny spoon that Easy Peasy, the company who she developed it for, they created this graphic. I'm going to put it on the show notes for this episode. So if you go to blwpodcast.com and you search Dawn, it'll pull up all the episodes where she's been a guest on. And there'll be a lot of links to the resources that she's describing in there. If you guys want to check out that spoon, the tiny spoon is for six to 12 month old babies. It's available at easypeasyfun.com and you can use the code Katie10 for 10% off. So Dawn, you recently designed another spoon for older babies and toddlers called the mini spoon. And this is for babies 12 months and up. And I was so grateful when this product came out because you were kind of going at the same timeline as my youngest twins were, Gus and Hannah, when they were about 15 months old. I noticed they were becoming frustrated with the tiny spoon, which they'd been using since six months of age. And now that tiny spoon is for six to 12 month olds, but you have a new spoon called a mini spoon for babies 12 months and up. And I was wondering if you could tell us how that mini spoon differs from the tiny spoon. Yeah, so I designed a tiny spoon for infants six to 12 months of age because their tongue is smaller, their mouth is smaller. Again, we wanna have a narrow spoon bowl inside of the mouth, whereas the mini spoon is more geared towards an older mouth, so a toddler's mouth. They have a bigger tongue, they have a bigger oral cavity, they're growing and developing. And so we needed to have a different spoon for that. And the importance of the transformation between tiny and mini is this. We needed to have a spoon that is easy to transition to. A lot of the babies that I saw in feeding therapy would not be able to transition to a toddler spoon very easily. So it was really important for me to design a product that actually looked very similar. So the tiny spoon and the mini spoon look very similar. In fact, they even still have the sensory bumps in silicone to be able to help with that transition. The handle is very similar. It's just a little bit longer and slightly thinner for more toddler appropriate gripped. And then at the very front of the spoon, that spoon bowl for a tiny spoon is made of 100% silicone. And the mini spoon is made out of nylon because now we're expecting that toddler to actually start scooping. And so we need to have a little bit harder of a material to be able to scoop as well as be able to bring a bigger amount to um, their mouth. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And yeah, I noticed on that mini spoon is definitely sturdier and that's because the bowl there, it's made out of nylon. So it helps the babies to scoop, which is what we want them to be doing. And they should be able to do after they turn one. I've got another question though. The tiny spoon comes in a two pack. So that's the one for six to 12 month olds. 
But the mini spoon, it also comes in a two-pack, but it looks a little different. Could you explain that for the 12-month and up babies trying out the mini spoon? Sure, yes. At 12 months of age, we want babies to actually learn a new skill, which is fork use. Now, we don't have a fork in the tiny line for infants 6 to 12 months because babies are not, we're not expecting them from a developmental standpoint to actually be able to use a fork. However, we are expecting toddlers to be able to start to learn to use a fork. And that's the timeline that's more developmentally appropriate. So it's a two-pack with the tiny line for infants is with two spoons and the mini line for toddlers is with a spoon and a fork. And I love the two-pack for the tiny spoon because the whole episode, we're talking about the preloaded spoon technique and you taught us how to do that. When you're doing that, having two spoons is nice because you're preloading and handing one to baby. And while the baby is starting to feed themselves, you can be backing up the second one and getting the baby ready. And that's just more practice because we know with all feeding related skills, the more the baby's allowed to practice, the more proficient they'll become sooner. And Dawn, I wanted to ask you in closing about this kind of phenomenon I've been seeing a lot on social media. I have noticed a lot of parents giving their babies who are six to 12 months old, the mini spoon. So I'll like look closely, zoom in, pause the video. I'm like, whoa, wait up. That's like a seven month old eating off the mini spoon. But the mini spoon is not supposed to be introduced until the baby is 12 months of age. Could you give a little guidance around why we don't want to do the mini spoon too early for those babies six to 12 months? Yes. The reason why I designed two separate spoons for two separate ages is because it's not safe for babies to eat off of a large spoon bowl. Basically, when we are preloading that spoon, we are filling that spoon and we have a tendency to overfill spoons if the spoons are really big. And so I really encourage parents to purchase the tiny spoon if your baby is under 12 months of age and purchase the mini spoon if your baby is over 12 months of age. Because again, we want to be able to have the right spoon bowl size for their mouth. We want to decrease the risk of gagging and choking associated with having the incorrect size of a utensil in your child's mouth. Awesome, Dawn. Thank you so much for all this information about how to preload a baby-led weaning spoon. Where can our listeners go to learn more about your work and some more resources on feeding that you provide? Thank you. They can reach me at MissDawnSLP.com. That's M-S-D-A-W-N-S-L-P.com. And you guys, she's also on Instagram at MissDawnSLP. She's got wonderful information over there. Lots of visuals about how to actually do this preloaded spoon technique. So check her out there. Dawn, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Dawn Winkleman all about how to do the preloaded spoon technique and a little bit more info about spoons. Like, did you ever know there was so much thought and design that went into making a baby led weaning spoon? Again, if you guys want to check out the tiny spoon and the mini spoon, Dawn mentioned they're at easypeasyfun.com. The code is Katie10 for 10% off. Dawn's website is MissDawnSLP.com and she's also on Instagram at MissDawnSLP. And one thing I wanted to mention, I don't, she kind of slipped it in there, but a lot of parents get confused about forks. So see, okay, yes, a baby should start being able to learn how to feed themselves with a spoon at around the six month mark. And then they think the same applies for forks. But Dawn did mention in there that there's no feeding milestone for fork use for babies under 12 months of age. So Dawn and I are going to do a totally separate podcast episode about forks focusing on babies 12 months and beyond. But for those of you in the six to 12 month phase, starting baby led weaning, do not worry about needing to offer your baby a fork. Focus on the spoon. Again, her tiny spoon is for infants six to 12 months 
And then check out the mini utensils for 12-month-old babies and up. That's her mini spoon and also the mini fork. So I'll be sure to have her back on soon to talk about the mini fork. And you guys can get all of the links to the different resources mentioned in this episode. If you go to the website, blwpodcast.com, just type in Dawn and you'll find all of her guest episodes along with the links to the resources from our interviews together. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds, like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night.